0: helping business leaders grow themselves, their team, and their profits. This is Andre Leadership. Now, here's your host, Ken Coleman. Coming to you from the Music City, this is the broadcast of Leaders by Leaders for Leaders. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. We focus on marketing again this episode. Our feature conversation is with Shaleen Johnson, who is a best-selling author lifestyle expert, and super entrepreneur. We also take you into a fun conversation with Chuck and Angela Fazio. They are alumni, very successful alumni of our Entree Leadership Master Series. You'll enjoy them. And of course, you've come to expect it, and you should. Great resources from the Entree Leadership Team and Infusionsoft. Hey, before we get to the conversation with Shaleen, I want some feedback from you. We've been talking a lot about marketing, and there's a reason, because it matters. Now, some of you are in a very small business, so you're having to be that chief everything officer, and sometimes you push marketing aside because there seems to be more important things. Here's the reality. There's nothing more important than marketing. You've got to tell the story. You've got to be banging the drum, and so we want to hear from you. How many of you out there have had some recent marketing wins? Something you did intentionally and it worked. We would love to brag on you. So here's how we can do that. You've got to call in 844-944-1070. That's 844-944-1070. And leave your voicemail. Tell us your win. You can also tag us on social media at Ken Coleman and at Entree Leadership if you want to share your win on social media. So share so we can brag on you. And remember, this isn't just a brag session. Others will not only be encouraged, but also equipped. They might be able to translate something that you've done that was a win for you and make it a win for them. So we want your feedback again. That's 844-944-1070. Leave a voicemail and we'll get back with you. All right, we keep rolling along. Shalene Johnson is our feature conversation this episode. As I mentioned at the top of the show, she's the best-selling author of Push. She has been named one of the top 50 female entrepreneurs in America. She has won big on QVC, has multiple top-ranked podcasts, and on and on it goes. While she's in the self-help business, she understands how to market. And specifically, she's carved out a niche on how she markets. She calls it curiosity marketing. Listen in as I have a conversation about curiosity marketing with Shalene Johnson. Well, Shalene, this is really, really fun to have you with us. Love your work and at Entree Leadership. We not only know who you are, but uh, really value the content you put out. So this is going to be great, excuse me, great for our audience. And we're going to talk about curiosity marketing. I thought this was really neat as I was doing some prep for our conversation. So I want to tee you up to define what is curiosity marketing? What does it look like and how does it engage?
1: Curiosity marketing. It's a trend that's really leveling the playing field. I think for a lot of people who in the past believe that they need to build a huge platform in order to build a bigger business. Curiosity marketing is, it's more natural. It's more authentic and it's where we're moving towards in terms of social media marketing. And it's, it creates a conversation. If I were to summarize. My definition of curiosity marketing, it is it creates an authentic conversation.
0: And I love it because I think curiosity is such a disarming uh, way to get people to lean in. And to Mm. that end, you say that we should not be tipping our customers or followers off to the fact that we're about to sell. Why? And then a (laughs) follow-up, how do we make sure that we don't tip them off?
1: Well, we all have this radar for sales. It's happened when you've answered the door on a Sunday afternoon and there's a a kid standing there with a stack of magazines, your warning signs, the bells go off. You're like, oh, I'm about to get sold. No matter how cute the kid is, when we walk into a car dealership, even though we need a new vehicle, we're already on guard because we don't want to be sold. When we know someone is in the business of selling it makes us defensive. It makes us leery. It makes us untrusting. So it's, it's not a great way to start off the relationship. We oftentimes think that what we're doing is branding ourselves when as business owners, what we're doing is broadcasting to the world. I intend to sell you something. And that just automatically puts people on the defensive and it puts them in a position where they just, they don't even want to trust you. They already don't trust you because they believe you are a salesperson versus someone who's serving.
2: Mm.
0: And then you say this, this is so good. Curiosity, it's low when we know nothing. It's high when we know something. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it's non-existent when we think we know everything. So back to the it's high when we know something. So in engaging in this curiosity marketing, Mm -hmm. How and when do we choose to share information so that our audience goes, okay, I know something, but I want to know more. It's essentially trying to give them crumbs, is it not?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I say it's better to drip out information, so at least I'm curious, Mm -hmm. as opposed to flooding the market or firehosing information at people. Um, I'll share with you an example I saw recently. In my business, I help a lot of entrepreneurs, many of whom also happened to be in network marketing. And recently I was following a person who's in network marketing and they did this social media post all about their latest um, company offering. It was a, a workout program. And under the post, they explained how much the program was, how to get started, uh, what they could expect about the program, every detail you could possibly need with that being a one-way conversation. And under this post, the gala posted a photo of herself, and it was like, a, you know, kind of a fitness photo. And under the photo, there were probably 40 or 50 people asking questions, and they were all about her outfit. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's because she didn't say anything about the outfit. So how might she be able to reframe that? I think it would be to start a conversation, or and and I would say, First of all, I try to give people as much information as possible if those are things I don't want them to be curious about. In other words, she doesn't want them to be curious about the fact that she her shoes are Nikes, let's say. Mm -hmm. So she's going to say, I'm wearing my new Nike shoes and I'm wearing this new fitness workout outfit that I would have never had the confidence to post a photo of myself in it in -hmm. the past had I not finished this really incredible exercise program that took me the last 30 days to transform my body. Okay, now, now I don't have any questions about her outfit, but I've got a lot of questions about this program. Yeah.
0: Mm, I love that. Uh, and I want you to talk about identifying the problem the right way mm. because you, you kind of touched yeah. on it. You kind of touched on that example on, on a solution. You know, she, she mm-hmm. had a solution to body change. But mm-hmm. when we're out there trying to get noticed in a very noisy world, The idea of identifying a problem that may not hit everybody, Chalene, but it's going to hit enough people where they go, yep, I see that as a problem. And if you're telling me there's a solution, I don't even have to know what the solution
1: is. I'm game. Yeah. And again, I think we are best, if if we're truly serving people, which I don't think very many people would say, I love selling. And if they do, what they really often mean is, I I just love helping people. And Mm -hmm. if I'm really passionate about something – I will push it on people because I know it's going to help them. But not many people like to sell, especially something that they don't believe in. And if we're truly serving, we have to be listening. And even when I see business owners talking about the, the features and the benefits of their course or their program, their product, I think it's important rather to to flood somebody with all of those things, to listen and figure out what is their problem. A great example of this is my husband and I, not to go back to the car example, but when we were shopping for vehicles, uh, we'd walk into the showroom and I'm the car girl. Like I have I already done my research. I know about the engine size, the warranty, what rim package I can choose from. I know all of that. But when we would go shopping for a vehicle with my husband, inevitably, the the salesman would approach my husband and speak directly to him and kind of flood him with information that I knew my husband could care less about <laughs> his problem to be solved was cup holders. How big? He, he literally wanted to get a new car because he hated his cup holders. Yeah, But, and now, so this, this salesman could have, like, it could have been a lay down sale if he just said, you know, so why are you looking for a new car? And you know, what specifically is important to you rather than just flooding us with features and benefits. So I think one of the easiest ways to do that is in the process, also build a relationship. We can do this in social media, in fact, the biggest social media platforms, they want us to do that. And the algorithms have shifted in January 2018. Facebook, who is often quite quiet about algorithm changes came out and made a very public statement via Mark Zuckerberg that they were going to stop showing content of businesses and brands in the news feed. Instead, they want people on Facebook. To know they can expect to see content that is quote, engaging and starts conversations from our true friends and acquaintances. Hmm. So what does that mean for brands and businesses? Does that mean, well, it could mean that they're expecting us to pay for advertising. But the workaround, the way, the way that you take advantage of that situation is stop being a brand in a business and start being seen as an acquaintance, a friend, to your customers, mm. start creating content that engages them, that has them be an active part of a, as they said, quote, a lively conversation.
0: Mm. That's good. What would you say, or a couple of things that uh, a small business owner, if they're listening, and you're going, okay, I, I'm, I'm tracking with you, Shalene, but I'm not, I'm not active, or I'm not active mm-hmm. enough, or I'm certainly not trying to promote curiosity with my audience on social media specifically. Mm. How do you start some curiosity marketing just in little bits and pieces?
1: I would say you, you just have to start. And the great thing about this is anything you're not comfortable with, or you don't like the way it came out, you delete it. It doesn't live on forever and ever. You can delete it from your Instagram feed. You can record it on Snapchat, Instagram story, Facebook live, whatever, and you can delete it if you aren't comfortable with it. But you're never going to get good at it until you practice more. And practicing more means you've got to start. You've got to enjoy the process. And I always recommend that people just just document your day. You know, not your entire day, but if it's a if it piques a little bit of interest in your mind. If you think to yourself, this is something I tell my husband that this just happened, or I bet if I were to walk back into the office and tell the people who work in my department, what just happened to me at lunch, they're going to find this interesting. Well, so too are the people on your social media feed. And you might think to yourself, but that doesn't have anything to do with my business. That's the point. We need to like you mm. and trust you and know you before we're going to do business with you anyways. So let us get a sense of who you are.
0: Hmm. I have to ask you, because if anybody knows anything about you, uh, your your career continues to evolve and expand but the reality mm. is uh, you have been a wild success in fitness videos. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to streamline the example of curiosity marketing by taking it to that. So you've, the world is saturated with with fitness plans, mm-hmm. fitness mm-hmm. videos. And, you know, how do you stand out? What do you think as it relates to curiosity marketing that you and your team did well to stand out,
1: to become such yeah. a force? First, I have to say, like probably most people who are listening, you, you just don't feel like you deserve to even call yourself an expert in an industry when there's so many far more educated, more experienced people than you. And I feel that same way about my role in the fitness industry. I, I didn't study fitness. I wasn't incredibly passionate about exercise. I just found a way to make it really fun and effective for me. And then I just wanted to tell everybody about mm-hmm. it. But even when I first started doing that, I thought, I don't belong here. I don't look like these ladies. I, you know, these women, you can see their spleens they are so lean. I like <laughs> food. You know, I don't want to spend five hours in the gym. Like I, what am I doing here? I don't belong here, but I just was authentic and real. And, and that's what helped me stand out initially. But I want to share with you an example that is curiosity marketing. And that is, One of the things I tell people when it comes to curiosity marketing is don't copy the words, actually the sales copy or or even the verbiage you're seeing under your competitor's posts because those aren't your words. And when we share words and we copy words, it's not authentic. When my last infomercial, Pio, when we first released it on air, um, you know, we spent had a huge marketing budget, spent over a million dollars on production hired copywriters, and they tried to write in my voice. And then I stood in front of a teleprompter and I read their words as casually as possible. And we tested it for over a year and it we just basically flatlined. The company that I partner with, Beachbody, came to me and they said, you know, we, we've tried. And um, unfortunately, you know, we just wanna let you know we gave it our best ditch effort. And I said, listen, can I test something? Can I just open up my iPhone? And point it at myself. And let me just say what I want to say. I know nothing is more attractive than energy. And if you get me talking about this program, Pio, if you get me talking about this, you're going to see a girl on fire. And I'm going to talk to her, the consumer. I'm going to talk to her the way I talk to my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And let's have it be unproduced and not so polished and, you know, no makeup or hair people on set. Let me just open up my freaking phone with my dog in the background and my kids making noise. And let me tell you why this works. And so I shot the entire thing on my iPhone with the wrong camera settings. I wasn't even on 4K. (laughs) So it's grainy and it's horrible. And it was the number – I was the number one infomercial, all categories, in 2017 and also voted the number one infomercial host in 2017, which I think is hysterical because it literally – there was, it drives me crazy when we we do these things and we overproduce them and we overthink them when you know what people desire today, real, mm-hmm. they want authentic, they don't want you scripted because our BS meter is so sensitive. Mm-hmm. We're looking for BS. Mm-hmm. And so the more real you can be, I mean, and what's easier than being real, right? But the more real you can be today, the bigger you win.
0: You know what? I'm sitting there listening, Shalene, and I wrote this down. I I absolutely agree with you, but I think there's one other thing that you demonstrated in that video and in that story that again creates curiosity. A little bit of a wrinkle on this, and you can call me out if you don't agree, but I think this is really good. Okay. You know what else people want, Shalene? They want what we have. You know, Mm -hmm. you remember the famous, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. famous scene from uh, Sleepless in Seattle? I'll have what she's having. I mean, at the end of the day, we want what other people have if we see that, man, they're enthusiastic or they're passionate mm. or they're having the time of their lives. Am I right about that?
1: You are
3: right. And so and they're
0: watching I, that video mm-hmm. and they're going, um, yeah, I, I want that. I, I want what she I don't, I don't even
1: know what it is, but I want it. Yeah. And I can't give you that energy if I'm using someone else's script. That's right. Script.
0: And that's real passion. You know, and
1: I think we fear in business… That, oh, I I gotta get this right. So I'm gonna watch what my competitor's doing. I'm gonna watch what the guy who's slightly above me is doing. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna copy that a little bit. But we get ourselves in trouble if we do that too much because it feels inauthentic. Like, just blaze a trail. And the more real you are, the more natural it, it comes across. And the easier it is for you to connect with people. And today in social media, I mean, this is where we build our businesses. This is, Unbelievable time in our history of business building where you don't have to have a business plan and go to the bank and review your projections. You can come up with an idea. You can start a website this afternoon and you can go on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg will let you run a free infomercial Mm -hmm. live from his platform. Like this is insane. So don't overthink it. Like we, we crave real. We want real and You've got to talk to people in order to know where they're at.
2: Mm,
0: That's good. That's really, really good. Hey, your small business has a lot of the same challenges that mega corporations do, but without a huge finance team to solve them. I mean, who has time to juggle different apps and programs to manage your cash flow? Well, that's where found comes in. It's business banking plus easy-to-use financial tools all to simplify small business finances. Found has all the features you want in a business bank account and none of the stuff you don't. No minimum balance, no opening deposit, and no hidden fees. You can sign up for Found in just minutes. It's easy to access on desktop or mobile, and you can customize your account to organize and manage your funds. Plus, you can create and send free invoices right from the app so you can get paid quickly and easily. It's time to move on to better business banking. Designed to help small business owners succeed. It's time for Found. Get started today for free at found.com slash entree. That's found.com slash entree. Found is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services are provided by Piermont Bank,
4: member FDIC.
0: Uh, I want to have you challenge our mm-hmm. audience if they're sitting here listening to this and they're going, okay, uh, for whatever reason, a myriad of reasons that they have yet to jump into this and say, you know what, I'm just going to mm-hmm. get out there on these social media platforms and I'm just going to start doing real talk. Uh There's mm-hmm. going to be some fear, Shaleen, you know this, there's just going to be some yeah. fear. And you kind of touched on this earlier, but I want you to speak to the fear of stepping out. And just being real and authentic and sharing your voice, sharing your passion for your product or your service. What would you tell them when they face that fear?
1: Oh, so glad you asked this because it's actionable. I say likes wear thin questions for the win. Mm. So I would challenge everyone who's listening to create a post this week, whether it's going live or an Instagram story or, or a static post, even on one of these platforms. And I would tell you to ignore the likes and really think about content creation from the standpoint of how many questions, how many questions can I get from this post? Mm -hmm. Not just engagement because a lot of times, you know, you do these things I think are trickery where it's like, give me a thumbs up if you agree. Well, yeah, I guess that's, that's engagement, but you're not learning anything. It's not a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's engagement. If you ask your followers, tell me, what you think about my latest podcast. I suppose that's engagement, but it's it's not a two-way conversation. So I would challenge everyone to create a piece of your next piece of content and measure its success based on how many follow-up questions and conversations you can create under that post or in that post.
0: Now that is good. Say that again. Say the likes questions. Say that again. That's really good. This
1: is just how I memorize these things for myself. Uh, I say likes wear thin. You know, likes don't buy anything. Likes wear thin. Questions for the win. You know, you're you're not going to pay the rent or move product or connect with customers simply based on likes. What we need is a relationship, and relationships start with communication. And so if you start the conversation by getting them to ask you a question, now we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Track your questions, not your likes, not your new followers. You you don't need a bajillion followers to do this. You want to create a more intimate, connected reaction with your customers. That's right. Uh,
0: I'm reminded of what Kevin Kelly uh, of uh, Wired Magazine fame, one of the most brilliant thinkers out there, and Seth Godin wrote about this. But Kevin Kelly had suggested, I think he's right, that all you need to win in any business is 1,000 true fans. Yeah. And I think that, yes. Chalene, you have laid that out. Curiosity is huge. We started the conversation by talking about curiosity marketing. We wrap with that amazing challenge and a very practical one for you folks this week on social media, questions for the win four powerful words. I told you it was going to be good people. I <laughs> knew it was going to be good. Shaleen. Thank you. I know you got a lot going on and uh, your time is so valuable,
1: but we appreciate
0: you hanging out with us. We're better for it.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hope you enjoyed Chelene Johnson. What a force of nature. She is great energy. And I really enjoyed that. Hope you did as well. Well, it's time again to tell you about a great free resource from the Entree Leadership team. We call it the Ultimate Entree Leadership Reading Guide. This is 50 books that we believe you should read. We selected 50 books and broke them into nine different categories. Biographies, company culture, leadership, marketing, money, personal development, productivity, relationships, and sales. That's comprehensive. But here's what we want to do. This is fun. We want to hear from you. So if you finish the first one and your mind is blown and you're halfway through the first one, you can't go to sleep, well, head on down to the old laptop. Podcast at EntreeLeadership.com. Shoot us an email. Tell us what you're learning. What'd you take away? We love takeaways. So podcast at leadership.com. All right, Ken, we'll do that. How do I get the 50 books? It's a very good question. You text 50 books, that's the number and then the word, no space. So five zero books, five zero B O O K S text that to three, three, four, four, four. That's three, three, four, four, four. Or you can get the link in the show notes at entreleadership.com. Click on podcast and this episode. Oh, this is fun. I always love when we have our live events certainly here in Nashville, and we have some of our attendees stop by the old studio to share what they're doing, how they're winning, because that's what this is all about. It's not about patting ourselves on the back. It's about celebrating the wins of real men and women who are killing it in the business space. Chuck and Angela Fazio certainly embody that. They're the co-CEOs of Revelation Real Estate. They are the number one real estate company in the East Valley area of Phoenix. They're in the top 1% of realtors in America, and Phoenix Business Journal has listed them multiple times as top 50 real estate agents. Now, they've been coming to our Entree Master Series a couple times, and since attending in 2016, they've had some real growth, approximately 500 agents to almost 800 agents, and seen almost double growth in closing revenue from $900 million to over one4 billion dollars. So we had him in the studio and I asked him, what did you take away? And what did you do? You're going to love this. Well, this is fun hanging out with Chuck and Angela Fazio too. How many times you've been to an EMS? Is this your second? It's our second time. Second time. So alumni, and we just wrapped up a great week here. And I wanted to have you both in because what I love is you're killing it in your business but uh, when we asked you to share with us offline, you know, what did you take away from the last master series? And then how did you implement it? You both had different answers. And I love that because I think that's really, really neat when a leader looks at their individuality and you guys are uh, co-owning this business. So we'll start with you ladies first, Angela. Mm-hmm. What was the big takeaway and then how did you implement it?
3: Well, the best thing that we learned for me was the concept of the donkeys and thoroughbreds. Mm. The first thing we did when we got back after we debriefed a little bit was to have a, a meeting with our staff. And we introduced that very simple concept, and we got immediate reactions. Three people immediately started hee-hawing.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yes,
3: right there in the meeting, actually. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: as in identifying themselves Absolutely. as donkeys?
3: Yes, yes. We did a couple of things. We, wow. we described the difference between a donkey and a thoroughbred, and we said it's our intention to have all thoroughbreds. Mm. And the second thing we did, which was uh, something that both Chuck and I loved, was that change. Yes. So we described what that means and how we were going to implement that within our business. And right after that meeting, three people identified
2: themselves. We actually looked on one of the video cameras in their office and the three donkeys were in their stable <laughs> all going like this, making fun of <laughs> Making fun of the course. concept, yeah. making fun, yeah. fun so of the it was very easy.
3: Mm-hmm. It was really easy. Was that was like, immediate. Thank you,
2: Dave.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So what would you do?
3: Well, we had a conversation, and two of them immediately said we don't want to go through this. And then one, well, one took got a couple fired weeks. On yeah, one yeah. Got fired on the spot. Yeah, one got fired on the spot just because she she wouldn't even consider having the conversation. She completely denied. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: and. and there probably was a range of emotions with both of you, right? From anger to you felt disrespected, no?
3: Um, I was a little aggravated, I'll be, I'll of be course, honest, yeah. but we were thrilled yeah. because it was such an eye-opening concept yeah. to say yeah. there are people and there's, they're distinctive yeah. and they didn't want to move from yeah. donkey to thoroughbred. Yeah,
2: I mean, you, you took one of Dave's concepts and it just, it magnified itself to make it so clear. So it was actually like, wow, that really yeah, was great. That was yes. what I was wondering.
0: If you went from how disrespectful and, and angry maybe that you felt to this feels great. This is awesome. We're free of some Seriously. Dead weight.
3: Yeah. I think I either called Tara or Olivia immediately <laughs> just to let them know what happened. I love
0: that. All right. So we're going to switch over to you, Chuck. And so what did you
2: take away and how did you implement it? Well, I really pulled out the culture part. It's either you create or tolerate. And I said, you know what, we're going to create because the tolerating part is what you see in most businesses. And what I pulled away from what Dave said and the Entree Leadership was especially the gossiping and how toxic that is. Mm. And it's so uh, acceptable in culture today that people don't even realize it's even called gossiping anymore. That's right. So as soon as we started to implement that and, and implementing uh, a culture of like-minded professionals, is all of a sudden when we seen people, it was like they were our cheerleaders to create that culture. It was almost like they wait for you to do that. And and it took us to come to an entree leadership to realize Mm. that we need to stand for that to create that culture.
0: What was uh, across the board, if you were to kind of rate maybe pockets of response to this no gossip policy and you saying, hey, we're not going to put up with this, what was the response like in
2: your world? The response that, that stands out to me is a hundred percent. Obviously the ones to your face. But what happens is, is you watch the donkeys yeah. weed themselves out. Yeah. It was, it was like they were just marched right on out. And it's because we put our foot down to say, this is the culture mm-hmm. we want. We're not going to tolerate. And, uh, it's going through the entree leadership that really, you know, we were never taught how to be leaders. Mm. And when we sat and listened to this and implemented, we're like, this stuff works.
3: You know why we came the first time? No. Because I heard it on your podcast.
2: Oh, really? And
3: I asked for it for my birthday.
2: Oh, that's cool. And Mm -hmm. I basically said, uh, all right, I'll go to another one of these things. You don't really get much out of them. And I'm going to tell you, I sat in my seat going, this is unbelievable. That's cool. We had
3: massive results. Well,
2: I love
0: this because you're a podcast listener. Now you're a podcast guest. (laughs) That's awesome. So this is cool. And that's exactly what we wanted to do. And I think it's very important here to point out to those of you that are listening and watching that you know, this is not about having Chuck and Angela say all these great things about us. It's we want to know what you're applying. Mm-hmm. We know this stuff works because uh-huh. this is what we do here. So it's not about you know verifying if it works. It's about lifting people like you, and you guys are killing it. One last question for both of you. You can both answer this. As you made, and again, I know you've made several changes, mm-hmm. but these are just a couple that we outlined very quickly. When you made these culture changes and these donkeys left, I just want you to share with those people that are listening and watching that are a little bit afraid of taking a stand and kind of making some changes. What was it like for the people who stayed behind, who said, hey, we're all in, and they were your good thoroughbreds, or they were the people who were cool with the culture changes and saying, rock on, Chuck, we'll follow Angela, yes, you're right. What did it do for them to see the changes?
3: I, I have a couple of things. Go ahead, you get out. Ladies we, first. Yes, first sir. I want, <laughs> thank you. First, I want you to know that we, we did more than just talk about it. Right. We brought the staff through, our team through the videos. We, um, we started, we read QBQ. We read, write the rhinoceros book. And we read, uh, who moved my cheese. And we, we read so many books together. Ideal Team Player. We talked about them at length. And they were so so into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It was hard to pick who came back the second time. It was hard to pick, and we promised the others who couldn't that they could come back at a later time. They were just so excited by the concepts of learning and growing and being led and being leaders themselves, some of them. It was infectious.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, and and I always say proof is in the numbers, you know, anybody could talk a good game. Uh, At that time, we just broke ground on our 21,000-square-foot state-of-the-art building, which is incredible. So as it opened up and we started implementing these in there in the U.S., well, what results did we get off of it? We took our aging count up to almost uh, almost up to 800 agents. We went from when we were in the last one about 800 million sold to doing 1.4 billion in sales in a culture that that we are attracting the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So that right there just shows – there's there's a hunger for yeah. for this type of change. We want to be a light in a dark world, and that's what we do. Well, that's exactly
0: what you guys do, and it's what you're doing. And this is so cool. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know you've been uh, in a deluge of content all week, and thanks for hanging out with us. They are Chuck and Angela Fazio. Revelation Real Estate. So if you're anywhere in the Phoenix area, uh, they're at the very top of the best of the best great people. They are Entree Leaders. So, hey, if you're you're out there and you're looking to buy something, don't go to anybody else. There you go. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Big thanks to the Fazios for sharing their story. By the way, if you want to know if you should come to an Entree Leadership event, go ahead and rewind that one more time and then re-ask yourself that question. Hey, our friends at Infusionsoft help us do what we do, not just here on the show, but also within the four walls of Entree Leadership. We love Infusionsoft. They've got a great resource for you. We've been telling you about this. You need this. You need to know what's happening. 2018 Small Business Trends Report is an awesome resource from Infusionsoft. They've talked to industry experts across the board. Where are things headed in 2018? This report is going to tell you, and it's important so that you know what your competition is looking at so you can stay ahead of the game. You're going to get the top marketing trends for 2018, social media trends and strategies, and then digital marketing budgets and planning this is an amazing resource infusionsoft.com slash 2018 report that is the number infusionsoft.com 2018 report go get it study it implement it win with it Wow, that was chock full of goodness. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did in putting it together for you. On behalf of Will the Producer, Jim the Engineer, and the entire Entree Leadership team, thank you for listening. We'll talk with you again very soon. Hey, folks, I want to make you aware that we have other great podcasts from Ramsey Solutions. Here's a sample of Christy Wright's Business Boutique podcast.
3: Hey, I'm Christy Wright, and I help women all over the country take their ideas and passions and hobbies and turn them into profitable businesses. If you have an idea in your head or a dream in your heart, and you've ever wondered if you could make money doing it, I'm here to help. Join us on the Business Boutique podcast, where we are equipping women to make money doing what they love.
0: If you'd like to hear full episodes, just search Business Boutique in iTunes or go to businessboutique.com.